0: Welcome, Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk sugar, sweat, and the truth about some common diet tips. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into
1: Black Hollywood Live Fit Club all right you guys areas. we are ready to do some salsa bachata what is right, this i don't yeah. know we're gonna burn some calories some weight tonight <laughs> on fit club thanks for tuning in i'm your host fallon mercedes you guys can find me online at fitwithfallon.com or at fitwithfallon where shaka where can they find you
0: you guys can find me as always at shaka strong on what is it, snapchat twitter <laughs> and instagram Got to keep all the socials all
1: right. <laughs> i'm loving this despacito song right. and i love that it's justin bieber one, yeah. is on it too and his
0: accents are really great on this right yeah. it is i have
1: to agree and if you want to salsa dance you can burn a lot of calories yeah. i think uh we need to go back have you been salsa dancing uh,
0: well not recently, and recently i'm from miami, miami so yeah, that's what i was so gonna say yeah, yeah we, should, we should yeah. do some burn
1: some calories but <laughs> Not all workouts, um, we read in a report today, are equal in the no. sense just because you sweat, that doesn't mean you're burning a lot of calories and you're getting a great workout. Yeah. So, how much you sweat doesn't really correlate with calories burned. Yeah, Shaka, we- tell us more. What's up with that?
0: Well, yeah, you'd always kind of think if you're breaking a good sweat that maybe you're burning more calories, but mm-hmm. it, it really comes down to kind of like your body, the amount of mm-hmm. heat that, um, that you feel, mm-hmm. uh, or, or you, the amount of heat in your environment. You know, If mm-hmm. you're being cooled down by a fan, you're not going to sweat as much. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it also comes down to to body size. You know, uh, bigger, larger people will actually, um, their body temperature is a little bit hotter, so they're going to be sweating more. And then interestingly, if you're more fit, you sweat Sweat more more as well.
1: Um, Funny thing that you said that when I was on the Fit to Fat show during my fat phase, typically most nights I will put my feet right now on a heating pad because I get so cold in a regular blanket It doesn't warm me up enough, but when I was at my heaviest, that was 40%, um, or I think it was 43% body fat, I literally would sweat, have night sweats. I would wake up, and the blanket and the pillow would be damp for me sweating, and it really showed me, like, wow, like having excess body fat really does warm you up. But it makes sense because look at beers. You know, they hibernate during the oh, winter. Yeah. They have all that fat <laughs> yeah. to keep them warm. Um, so this, to me, made sense. But I didn't know if you were fit yeah. that you would... Well. I do see this often. Most men who are fit, I see them drenched when they're working out in the gym. So maybe yeah. that's probably...
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't think so. I guess at least my level of sweat has not really changed too mm-hmm. much. So I, I was a little surprised by that. Yeah. But apparently your body gets more efficient at cooling you down the fitter you are. Yeah. So that's why you're just going to generate more and mm-hmm. more sweat.
1: Um, another thing that kind of plays into how much you're going to sweat is I thought I wrote it down Um, I know uh, like puberty I know when I was yeah yeah. age when I was younger when I was um, a competitive gymnast I would be so embarrassed because you know at the end like you put your arms up you 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 know after you flip and you land (laughs) your routines and I had like a purple leotard and I would have big sweat marks. And I would always be so embarrassed. And I actually um, if you do sweat a lot and you have that problem, I would go to CVS. They would have an over-the-counter, but it was... Um, like doctor prescription strength. Um, It's called Certain Dry. And what it does, it closes your pores and your armpits or wherever area you put that on, but it allows you to sweat in other areas. So you're not blocking the sweat from coming out. You're just, you know, not going to be embarrassed when you lift up your arms and stuff. And
0: I thought it was interesting because, like, I guess younger people sweat more than older Mm -hmm. people. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and it's the hormones, I believe, too, especially, you know, puberty. You're breaking out. You're sweating and all that stuff.
0: And another thing I was surprised by, sweat doesn't really smell, but it's the clothes that we wear because the
1: bacteria it's the that mm-hmm. gets with the sweat
0: that causes the smell. Yeah. So if you want to avoid smells, they're, they're saying polyester is the worst. Yeah. So if polyester is in your clothing, avoid that. Cotton seems to be a lot better. Yeah,
1: I've noticed that myself and I'll choose cotton. I personally would rather have sweat marks yeah. than be stinking yeah. walking around, working out. That is not Cool, I, I just. Era. Never,
0: I never considered it was the type of material. I that knew I was it was. Using I
1: knew it because. Um Somebody had gave me, a, uh, like, a sweat-resistant polyester type of shirt, yeah. and I was like, why do I smell?
0: So you I did usually, sweat, but you smell <laughs> Exactly.
1: But I was like, why usually when I'm wearing cotton, I don't have any smell, yeah. you know? I put enough deodorant on. I'm like, what's the difference? And yeah. it was because of the type so of material. So if you want to get a home
0: workout, put on your polyester, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. You're going to be in the gym. You want to mm-hmm. wear a little cotton. But I guess with the cotton, if you're sweating, it's going to absorb. And it'll be heavy on your body. So mm-hmm. you, so if you don't like that feeling of the wetness, yeah. then you might want to go with the polyester. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Tell us what you guys think. While working out, what would you rather work out in? Would you rather work out in like that wick uh, type yeah. of you know material, material that's going to hold on and hide your sweat, but it might have a little stench to it? Or yeah. <laughs> would you rather work out in something <laughs> cotton and be drenched? I mean, to me, I kind of applause people who have sweat marks. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. they're working out really hard. But then it stinks when you're working out with somebody and you're working out just as hard and you don't have the sweat to prove it. You're like, why are you? I'm working out, lifting more. What's going on? I'm not just taking
0: selfies. I'm actually doing some work.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) But the best part of it was uh, the study was done by having people smell um, people the type of clothing they wore after yeah, they worked out. And it was like <laughs> how yeah, do you I want wouldn't want that, that? job. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
1: That's not for me. And and I learned too um, that the 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 bacteria yeah. in the sweat that actually smells is called microcochi. Yeah. So I never knew that.
0: Yeah, that I didn't nice. know that at all. I was just like hey, I'm mm-hmm. stinking. Let <laughs> <laughs> me change my clothes. <laughs> and
1: the um the rise in your body temperature Uh, the sweat that comes out is called eccrine glands and they secrete the sweat and eventually it will evaporate. But the sweat um, that you get from being stressed out or scared is a different um, (laughs) type of gland. It comes from the Apple crane gland, and that's usually in the armpits with uh, the groin.
0: In the gro- I thought that was interesting. Yeah, like the right? like groin sweat when I'm scared, but hey, <laughs> that's what the science says. That's what the science says. So if you're not sure if you're working out hard or you're just nervous, right. you know, <laughs> like, you know, do a little, little that. test. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, um, let's talk about a little detox, detoxing yeah. from sugar. Um, this study, uh, I guess it was a nutritionist who yeah. did this study. She wanted to see if she could sustain a detox that would cut out sugar for a long period of time because there's a lot of detoxes out there but not all of them are good for you or safe and a lot of yeah and a lot of times when you detox you get really bad reactions because your body is weaning off of something you'll get you know headaches flu-like symptoms i know when i put clients on the ketosis diet you know they get the keto flu so Tell us more about this nutritionist and the sugar detox that she did.
0: Well, what I thought was interesting was she said she doesn't like to wean people off the sugar. I've always been in, not necessarily about detox, but with diets, I've always said, you know, you want to just be, do like a relative diet. Mm-hmm. Do a little bit better every day. But for doing getting sugar out of your diet, that wasn't the best way to go. Sort of mm-hmm. like because people are addicted to it. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of like you don't give an alcoholic, you're allowed to have two beers exactly. instead of like what you would normally have. And so the best way to achieve a sugar detox is to go cold turkey. And so she starts people off with three days of no Sugar, and then after that, they're able to introduce an apple, and then slowly they can introduce full fat dairy, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting because when dairy, when it, the fat is there in the dairy, it binds to the sugar and it digests a lot slower. Slower the yeah. glucose
1: levels. I learned that from um, an endocrinologist. She was telling me that um, diabetes patients, the first things that she'll tell them to do if they're worried about, you know, high glucose readings is to, if you're going to have, you know, um, let's say a banana to throw some peanut butter on it because yeah. it has the fat and it will slow down um the spike in your your um insulin levels
0: so so you want like i guess whole milk is that that the best yeah, way to yeah you want to like do like, whole every, anything fat, because everything. whenever
1: you get low fat they're going to add more sugar into it because Fat has a lot of taste, and I yeah. learned this um, when my roommate cooked me eggs one day. She, um, it tasted she so. It in some no, so listen. So she didn't use any seasonings, yeah. and she cooked it. And I was like, "This is so flavorful! Like, did you what? Like, did you use adobo? Like, what what did you put on uh. it?" And she was like, "I just cooked it in a lot of bu- uh, butter." Yeah. And I looked at the pan, and I was like, "Oh, that is gross! How much butter she actually used?" But Paladin. yeah, exactly. But that really showed me, because me, being in health and fitness, I've always tried to, you know, stray away from that. That really showed me, hey, fat adds so much flavor. So when you take out that flavor and you do the low fat, you have to add in so much sugar. So it's not uh, the greatest alternative. You want to go for the full fat, anything.
0: I think I got lucky growing up because my mom was very against low fat, anything. So when I did have dairy, it was all full fat. Yeah,
1: that's good. That's smart. So I think
0: it certainly helped. But, yeah, people reported... Um, Just like you did on your detox, having that full flavor of the fruit. Almonds got tasty. (laughs) It was
1: nuts because um, Dr. Shamaka, she did the same thing in the sense like cold turkey, like everything. And when I started it off, the first five days, it was literally no sugar, no meat, no dairy, basically just vegetables Mm. and healthy fats. And it was like my taste buds came alive. I could taste love, I was like at work eating tons of strawberries tons of like just any natural um, type of sugar and it was Amazing.
0: Yeah, it's like they said when the apple becomes candy, too.
1: Oh, it was amazing, yeah. So um, I found this interesting, too, in the study that uh, they reported that 10% of the U.S. population is addicted to sugar.
0: Yeah, that's, a lot. what is that, 30 million people? That's crazy.
1: I believe it, too. Yeah. Even, you know, when I look at children, what they're eating... Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah,
0: especially, I mean, obesity is on the rise in the world, but the United States is leading that rise, which is just crazy. And
1: and it's kind of, like, disappointing because I feel like we have so much knowledge here. You know, we have access to some of the best, um, you know... Uh, professionals and researchers and we have education a, we have and access
0: to comfort food. Exactly. and these grocery stores in every corner. So yeah. it's that it's that balance. So it really becomes, I guess, on us to have individual yeah. responsibility.
1: Even yesterday, um, Omar and I we went to my boyfriend. Uh, we went <laughs> to Catalina Island and oh, um, Catalina. and everything closes down really early. Yeah. And we did not see one supermarket in sight. And we we were kind of just like amazed, like. How are like? There's no seven. There, I, there's, did, a, there's a little market. See,
0: uh, there's a market on Catalina. We didn't see
1: Seven Eleven.
0: No, no, no. There's yeah. There's not that. But there's a little I mean, Catalina market. There's
1: probably a market. But yeah. what I'm saying is, super we expensive didn't. By yeah, there, so. we didn't see. You know, Ralph's on every yeah. corner, and everything is shut down by yeah. like seven o'clock, eight o'clock. So it just amazed me. Like they literally have to import everything.
0: I was like, what do you do? You, did you get fish? Did you fish? Uh, <laughs> get your, well,
1: yeah, I mean, we. What was it? Where did we? Get get food from the bar but it wasn't uh, like anything great and it tasted like oh, it was no. bad it wasn't that great um, but yeah, it's yeah. just it's interesting here I mean I know Catalina is still considered America yeah. but even being on a little island like that it showed us like wow you don't have access to anything at any time I mean there was no uh, what do they call it Yelp mates or yeah, your
0: Postmates, or postmates or <laughs> <Yelp> mates. <We're
1: laughs> What's the Yelp, one? E- Yelp Yelp eats <laughs> Yelp eats that's Uber what it is eats. Yeah, Uber eats <laughs> <laughs> I don't order that stuff. I get in my car because it's that close and yeah. convenient that I could go. But, yeah, they don't have any of that over there. Yeah, so.
0: that's good. If, if if you do have go out, I think it's good to either walk or get in your car and mm-hmm. go get it. Because I think yeah. we do, we're really into this culture of just, like, serve me, serve me, serve me. I'm not getting up off my couch. Yeah. I think that doesn't help our fitness at all.
1: No, it doesn't. Not at all. And I feel like, you know, I would typically go to bed hungry, you know, if everything's closed. But now that, you know, you can deliver at, you know, subway even, open 24 hours a day. And we're
0: we're all prone to overeating, especially if we're having the sugar because the sugars are very addictive and the high fructose corn syrup. So it's almost this the cycle that we're kind of stuck in. So we, it's really individual responsibility. Mm-hmm. So yeah. hopefully if you're listening to this podcast, you're doing something good for yeah. yourself.
1: <laughs> and the nutritionist who did the study, she had, you know, over, what is it, 50, 100 people did it. And yeah. every person that did it lost between 5 to 20 pounds yeah. just off of taking uh, away sugar. So yeah. it wasn't going vegan or vegetarian or, you know, it yeah. was just. Sugar alone.
0: Getting rid of that, de- doing that detox, and by the end of uh, it was like a four week detox. And by the end of it, you can add in the full grains that you have, mm-hmm. the full fat dairy, um, even was it five glasses of wine a mm-hmm. week. So you know, sh- the detox is really designed to let people live um, and be sustainable beyond the four weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think with any detox, that's what you need to look for is sustainability.
1: Yeah, it's definitely sustainabil- stainabil- sustainability. Sustainability. <laughs> I think. Um, I don't even know what day I'm on. I have not had, uh, n- like, real meat in, I don't know, 50 days, something really? like that. Yeah. Have you, been,
0: like, have, you, have you been having the fake meat? Been oh, yeah. That?
1: The other day, yeah. um, if you follow me, I put up a story that I, I went out and bought the jackfruit from Whole Foods. Nice. It was the chili lime jackfruit. Yeah. And it was almost, like, like mine uh Blowing? like yeah blowing yeah. <laughs> that the the meat in the pan while i was cooking it it literally looked like meat i mean it yeah. wasn't meat the yeah. the jackfruit yeah. in the pan looked like meat it was it was kind of eerie. Yeah. Like I'm like, wait, but it's my mind uh, it's is fruit. saying it's me, yeah. and you know I know it's fruit. And then um, we made some lettuce wraps, and nice. they were horrible. What? <laughs> they were so wait, bad. so you didn't
0: like the jackfruit lettuce yeah, wraps? It was
1: so <laughs> bad. I, I just got the wrong flavor. So not a ringing endorsement.
0: <laughs> but, the, but the barbecue jackfruit—that's that's the one I need to get. Yeah, that's barbecue, what we should get. Yeah, because we
1: it. did the the Thai chili lime. Uh, we should have put it in like I don't know rice. A or Something, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think he said to put it in barbecue sauce. It wasn't good, but it looked good and it was Instagram worthy. And it it, it, it,
0: it tasted like meat, but just not the right flavor, right?
1: It didn't taste like meat. It was different from the street tacos that you got me um, when we went to the. And I thought I cooked it long enough because it looked tough, but it was very soft. I don't know. i got to work on my... Uh, well, my do
0: not be deterred. Yes.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to try again. I'll report next week. Um, yeah, so I've been doing pretty good. I have incorporated some fish, though. Okay. I've been doing some shrimp. So I All haven't right. been... I just started a couple days ago. Yeah. I felt like I really... I don't know. The, Dr. Shamika, she said listen to my body and I was craving tuna fish so, and shrimp. So, so. Go,
0: go to uh, go to Doomie's, you know, uh what is it? Fountain Vine and they've got mm-hmm. shrimp that you cannot distinguish between. Are you serious? you Doomies? can't tell. Yeah. I mean like I had the shrimp and I went up to the counter twice. I said are you guys sure?
1: Ah. <laughs> like, are y'all That's sabotaging funny. me right now? Okay, yeah. I'll definitely try that out, yeah, hopefully. Yeah,
0: check it out. I need to know where they buy it from. But, I mean, I, w- I was shocked to find out the shrimp. It's just vegan shrimp.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know they had that. I, I heard that they have um, vegan bacon.
0: Oh, yeah, vegan bacon. Yeah, That's pr- I mean, it's almost indistinguishable. So
1: it's crazy to yeah. me. I'm going to have to try that. And that,
0: you can find it at Ralph's or any other grocery yeah, store. Yeah, I'm
1: going to have to check it out. Ralph's is, I mean, they don't have as much options as Whole Foods, but they're yeah. starting to come around. I love Sprout. my... Sprouts Sprout yeah, are good, too. I love just my spicy black bean veggie burger. And that oh, is like, nice. I can You're literally <laughs> eat that every day. That is definitely my go-to. Um, what is your go-to when it comes to compression pants? Do you work out with compression pants, uh, I, or I, what do I you wear when the, you work out?
0: I, I normally just wear shorts, you know. Yeah. I. Yeah, I, I kind of want to get into the crazy compression pants but uh, I didn't wasn't sure what to get and then like do I wear something underneath the compression pants because mm-hmm. some people do or some people don't yeah. it was just too much I was like yeah, I'm sticking to shorts
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think a lot of people turn to compression pants one for looks yeah, I they mean that's they look good, why I they, look to get good. Them, yeah. they show off especially if you have you know great quads yeah. and and uh, hamstrings yeah. glutes um, but there's studies that show that they are not all uh, <laughs> that they I claim to be. Uh, most people think that if you're an athlete or you want to be an athlete, it's going to help with your athletic performance. But these studies show that it's not so.
0: Yeah, this was interesting. So it was a study by Nike. Um, mm-hmm. And so apparently when you don't run with the compression shorts on, your muscles vibrate more. Mm-hmm. And that vibration activates your muscles, which means th- the thinking is the more your muscles are activated, then the more you're going to be fatigued. Mm-hmm. So the less vibration that you're able to compress, then you know your muscles will fatigue less. So, the compression shorts did, in fact, limit the vibration, but the muscles, it didn't help with the fatigue at yeah. all. And so, you know, nike I, I like that Nike came out with it. And I
1: was about to say yeah. that. I was very surprised that yeah. Nike would even uh, be open because I'm sure... Their sales in compression pants, you know, among athletes will go down.
0: Yeah. And so, and and there's probably other, and again, there's mental benefits to it. Yeah. But yeah, so they they found that, at least in that regard, in terms of fatigue, that there's no difference between compression pants and, you know, a pair of shorts. Mm -hmm. But some people do perform better with not having the sweat, maybe, or the feeling of the fabric. Yeah. So that might be something that influences you mentally.
1: Yeah. For me, I have some compression pants and I love them because I don't feel my, Booty jiggle Yeah, yeah (laughs) Like when you're running You know And I I know There's the compression bras That girls will wear Especially if you're Very, you know Big busted It will keep your boobs In place Because it's it's uncomfortable when you're yeah. trying to sprint or do certain types of movements and you feel and you know yeah so that,
0: that's gonna, so I think that will actually help you be a little bit faster yeah. if you're not stopping because some you know you're uncomfortable or like slowing down mm-hmm. as a result
1: For me, always I choose comfort um, yeah. yes, my performance is important, but I mean I'm not uh, an Olympic yeah. you know athlete, I just want to get in a good workout. Yeah. and feel good about myself. If I want to take a good
0: selfie, I'll change and then it will do selfie. <laughs> you know, I have the workout time and then I'll have like another 20 minutes now for the selfies selfie. after the workout.
1: So how long do your workouts last? You have to do like an hour workout, yeah. 20 and minutes the of selfies. Exactly,
0: exactly. And then sometimes I'll go back and work out because I'm like, did I just work out? Workout, right yeah. And i will Cool down too yeah. much. Yeah. No,
1: I agree. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about vaping. Is yeah. it a true safe replacement um, instead of smoking?
0: Yeah, and then you know right now the all the media and the science is vaping so much uh, healthier than the regular cigarette, and so I think a lot of people are vaping and us- using e cigarettes without even regard to whether or not it 's healthy, um, but they do contain propylene glycol, mm-hmm. um, obviously they contain the nicotine, but the nicotine is devoid of the tobacco type um, mm-hmm. the tobacco smoke and the tar that typically causes lung cancer so it 's the nicotine it 's the propylene glycol, and then different additives for different flavors Now the problem is propylene glycol and the different additives for flavors First, we just haven't seen in a long term. tell long-term. us what
1: propylene glycol is because before doing the study I had no idea. So
0: it's the stuff that they use on like sets for fog you know. Like, so, like theatrical yeah. fog. Yeah. So if you've been in the concert and you know you're fog machine you probably get, you've inhaled the propylene glycol. Mm-hmm. Um, but there really hasn't been too many long term studies on that and the effect of vaping. And we do know that when you vape you tend to inhale a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So they we one sh- to a little evidence of the lady that was smoking a pack mm-hmm. a day and then she vaped and she went back to cigarettes, bad choice, but she went back to cigarettes and she was now smoking a pack and a half a day. Mm -hmm. So you do inhale more when you vape. So it's not all that's cut out to be in terms of safety and efficacy, so you might want to consider actually quitting or entering a smoking cessation program, um, something of that nature before just kind of going, hey, this is the way to go.
1: Yeah, and I noticed, too, um, Wendy Williams, she came out and talked about, I don't know if you heard about Mm -hmm. her son, Uh, he's in high school or was in high school when she came out about um, this topic. She said that her son was addicted to vaping and yeah. that she had to put him in rehab. Wow. And a lot of people parents, you know, they think like, "Oh, at least they're vaping. They're not, you know, smoking cigarettes. It's okay." It's become such a target for um, that you know younger market because they're putting all these different flavors. They're putting yeah. the cherry flavor, the watermelon flavor, you know. And they're
0: not marketed as just safer. They're marketed as safe, really. Yeah. So. so a
1: lot of kids are doing that, thinking, hey, it's better for my health and it's cool and I got these cool flavors. Yeah. But it's making our uh, younger population more addicted.
0: Yeah, because there are kids that would never pick up a cigarette, but now they're picking up vapes. Yeah, and because so, now they
1: have all these flavors. Yeah,
0: and they're like, oh, it's safe, it's great. So I, you know, people just have to be vigilant about it and think twice and know mm-hmm. that it's not a safe alternative. It's a safer alternative
1: mm-hmm. so. because it still has the nicotine. Yeah, and that's the addictive part. Exactly. So you can get addicted to vaping. So we say no yeah. vaping, no Unless smoking. Unless you're addicted to
0: cigarettes and you know, kind of mm-hmm. use it to, or like <laughs> use it in the way it should be used. If you're addicted to cigarettes and you want to wean yourself yeah. off of cigarettes, maybe go to vaping, but be aware that you might be taking in more nicotine and then eventually figure out a way that you can stop. And you, know, you have things So no
1: like, cold turkey?
0: If you can, but it, it was a lot of studies with smoking have shown that it's very difficult for yeah, people to quit no cold turkey. Like yeah. Chantix is a really good way for people to quit. I've what had is a lot it? Chantix. I've had a lot of friends take that. It's like a, um, a daily pill they take. Oh. And just kind and of, your
1: bloodstream releases yeah. probably some a limited amount of nicotine. Oh,
0: I don't know if it has any nicotine in it, but it just makes you not want to smoke. But I'm not exactly sure what's in this hmm. pill called Chantix. But it makes you it makes you physically ill sometimes. Thinking about smoking or trying to smoke, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's My crazy. understanding. So, oh, I'll <laughs> have to look that one up. Um, all right. So, diet factor fiction. There are five um, weight loss myths that we are going to talk about right yeah. now. So, the first one: um, too many carbs can make you gain weight.
0: It, uh, I like this one. Too many carbs to make you gain anyway. Because we always say zero carbs, zero carbs, zero carbs. But at the end of the day... It is about the calories. It is. So if you're in a negative, um, if you're in a deficit, if you burn 2,000 but only take in 1,000 and all the 1,000 were carbohydrates, you're still Mm going to lose weight. Yeah. So people need to understand that. But I do think we overeat carbohydrates. Oh, definitely. So that's why it tends to be effective to cut them out.
1: It blows my mind sometimes when I pick up even healthy, you know, products like a granola bar and you're like, how many carbs? Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, then they, they trick you with the serving size, you know, for one stick and there's yeah. like two granola sticks and In you're the like, thing,
0: Yeah, or even half a granola is a serving. Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't who eats half a granola? Yeah, bar? exactly.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, carbs definitely can be tricky. Um, and it's
0: four, gal- it's four calories per gram.
1: Yeah. And I, I think, too, the most important is the quality of your carb, you know, not as processed. You yeah. know, I personally don't think there's anything with, you know, um, oatmeal. Brown rice, you know, um, even bananas, they have carbs, you know, but those are natural, unprocessed. It's when you're getting into all that other gray area that can be a problem. So
0: just targeting carbs may not necessarily be the answer if you're still somehow overeating your protein and your fats. Yeah.
1: All right, number two, breakfast is a must for weight loss.
0: So, again, you know, it's all about calories in, calories out. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about weight loss... You know, but your breakfast in the morning might make you feel fuller so that you're eating less throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So that's also something to consider. But again, at the end of the day, it's going to be about calories in, calories out.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of breakfast because I feel that you're breaking the fast breakfast and it's a jump start to kick your metabolism into gear for the rest of the day. And like you said, you might eat less later on. However, I've seen clients who, you know, do not eat breakfast at all Um, and they see good results just as well, um, but...
0: Because they're probably, because they are still making healthy choices actually Yeah, afterwards.
1: and I think that's what's most important. Because
0: there are times where I, I don't have breakfast, but now I want that pizza for lunch, because yeah. now my body's just craving, craving this, yeah. a, a huge amount of food. And, yeah.
1: you know, not every day. I don't have a full course breakfast yeah. every day. Most of the time, you know, I'm having a Greek yogurt or, you know, something small that I can grab, a banana and peanut butter, or a shake, so technically I'm not having a real breakfast, like a, but I'm yeah. having you know, something to kickstart my me- metabolism.
0: Yeah, I do like an 80-gram to 100-gram protein shake in the mornings. And that is so great because it just fills me up. And mm-hmm. there's that myth that it's not, not part of our list, but there's this myth that you can only what digest about 30 grams of protein per meal. Mm-hmm. Complete myth. Um, yeah. And so the 100 grams for me works really well and keeps me full until I'm ready to eat for lunch, lunch.
1: Yeah. Number three, zero carb is the best diet for weight loss.
0: Yeah. So, the, yeah, same thing. Basically, yeah, it's all about calories yeah. in, calories out. Though you know, for because we do overeat our carbohydrates. When I did go zero calories or close zero to carbs. zero calories, zero carbs. Zero calories. Yeah. When I went close to zero carbs, I flattened out immediately. Yeah. And I was just, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, when you were doing your show. Yeah. Okay.
0: And so it does yeah. really tighten you up because of the way we all kind of generally yeah. eat. Yeah.
1: I usually, um, I'm a advocate for ketosis because it really makes you look at your carbs. It's 50 grams of carbs a lesser day. Yeah. And, you know, you shouldn't be doing that long term, but it really, when I start clients on that, it really makes them realize holy crap i eat so much carbs you know and your body doesn't know how to distinguish hey this is carbs it's like oh this is spiking the glucose levels let's store this as fat unless you're a marathon runner basketball player you know where you're doing this uh intense type of sport that depletes your glucose levels you shouldn't be going ham on carbs
0: yeah and of course we're like this is summertime so we're talking about weight loss but we're not talking about diabetes so carbohydrates diabetic wise you know that's where you really want to watch out so it can infect your eternal health Mm -hmm. but weight loss wise you know as long as the calories are less than the ones you're um, burning then you're gonna be good Mm, yeah
1: number four you can't gain weight eating healthy food
0: Yeah, of course we know you can.
1: Overconsumption of anything. I was talking to um, a diabetic doctor, and she was saying that um, studies have shown that for some people, when they eat a banana versus, like, a regular carb, like, let's say, like, a bowl of Frosted Flakes. Yeah their sugar levels, their glucose levels, will spike as high as eating ice cream or the, oh, wow. the bowl yeah. of cereal. Everybody, it depends, you know, your genetic makeup, your mm-hmm. background, um, everybody is affected differently. Yeah. So until you take, um, you know, I guess the, the what is it, the glucose uh, readers oh, that yeah, the yeah. diabetics use... Yeah you will not truly know how different uh, fruits or healthy foods affect your sugar levels. Yeah. I found that really, really interesting because I've trained with some trainers who, while, you know, you're losing weight, they will say, don't eat any bananas, no grapes, and you're like, but they're healthy, they're yeah. natural. But I can see, in some cases, for some people, they're still sugar.
0: Exactly. So you want to go to like glycemicindex.org, which is a really great um, mm-hmm. website that puts things in low, medium, and high um, GI. So for a while, I was doing just like low and medium, making sure everything I had was either low from the low or medium list. Mm-hmm. And I think that really helps in terms of like pre-diabetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that also helped for weight loss as well.
1: Yeah. All right, number five, avoid fruit to help with weight loss. There's too much sugar in it, kind of like what we just talked yeah. about. Um, again, I say, I would rather you eat something natural and your body will have a easier time than breaking it down. I would rather you grab that banana or the strawberries than you know jump to cookies, ice cream, and cupcakes yeah. because I feel like. Yeah, it may affect everybody differently, but it's not processed
0: exactly. And I, I prepared for a show um, just using fruit smoothies, and so and I had great results. When I was competing, like every month, I was trying different little things to see what was going to be the most sustainable for me. And so I would just combine my protein with the fruit smoothies, like strawberries, bananas, apples, whatever it was. And as long as the smoothie smoothie was big enough, it had like four or five huge ones a day to stay full. I found no. Obviously, I got tighter. and I think I won that show. So uh, as long as the calorie restriction is there. Fruit is good to have.
1: Nice. How many shows have you done?
0: Uh, well, I, uh, over 20, I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Do yeah. you still do them or no? I haven't done one in like maybe well over a year. So I need to get back on stage because oh, wow. I, I do really enjoy it. But, you know, with the, the hectic schedule these yeah. days, it's been tough. And they kind of, they increase the show time. So basically, it used to be a one-day show. Now it's a two-day show. Oh, so two So it's the commitment has been di- uh, yeah. difficult, but I'm definitely gonna do it before the end of the year.
1: Nice. I'm gonna do nice. a November 11th. Really? Um, yeah. It? There's is it Culver City? So
0: we do. That? Maybe we'll do this together. November 11th. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let me just have one last meal. Yeah. <laughs> a whole cheat meal. Yeah. I um I've been always wanting to do one, and um you know I did the vegan thing um with the the 21 day um challenge and now i'm like okay this is my next thing so i literally have a calendar of the next couple of months how much weight i'm supposed to and body fat i'm supposed to lose per week per month to get me to november to get me to my body fat to where it needs to be so yeah you're gonna prep like two weeks before he's gonna get on stage (laughs) i'm gonna be like the last four months like starving (laughs) working out every day but yeah um that'd be cool
0: yeah well the more you prep the less you have to do in the future so that's true
1: Hopefully, I'll stay there. All right, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. This was fun. I learned a lot. Hopefully, you learned a lot as well. Um, Make sure if you're not following me, please do, at fitwiththallon.com or at fitwithfallon on social media. Shaka, where can they find you? Shaka
0: Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat.
1: And then we also have the Fit Club on um, Instagram. It's called BHL Fit Club. And you can definitely ask away, comment away. Um, We'd love to hear from you. So we'll see you same place, same time next week. On Fit Club. See you guys. See you
0: guys. Bye. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Sipia, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood, Hollywood redefined. redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or